0: Well, Ulysses, we usually do a midweek mailbag, but because of our schedule, thanks to the Grant Witherspoon interview, we're changing things up a little bit. A Friday
1: mailbag. So this is a change-up. Okay. So this is change-up mailbag, not on Wednesday. It's on Friday. Let's have some fun. We have really good ones today. Let's dive deep, deep, man.
0: The old cambio. (laughs) Change-up. Yes. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. Y yo me llamo Ulises Zambrano.
0: Love it. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked on Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. And we are seeking advertisers, sponsors, so on and so forth. Locked on Rays at gmail.com if you are interested in that or you can just send us a private message as well. All right, Ulysses, let's get into these mailbag questions. We always, always have good ones from the listeners out there, and that won't change today. Uh, This first question from Mia Franz. Franz, is it Franz or Franz? Let's go with Franz. Franz, like it. Um, Her question is, do you think it's safe to buy my son a Shane McClanahan jersey. That is the million dollar question maybe literally because of the Rays uh hesitation yeah to keep their players or keep their homegrown players in uniform before trading them or letting them go in free agency. Uh so we we typically err on the side of caution of buying a jersey or a jersey unless your name is Wander Franco. Um, So what do you say, Ulysses? I say
1: that, yes, I think it's safe to buy a McClanahan jersey in Ray's fandom world, which means knowing full well that in four years' time, he will no longer be a Ray. And Mm. I say that because you're going to have three full years of this McClanahan jersey being completely relevant. Why do I say that? Well, because his first year of arbitration would be after the uh, the first years of arbitration would be in 2025. So my theory is this is going to look a lot like the David Price model. OK, so Shane McClanahan is going to follow in David's uh, footsteps, which means no signing of a team friendly deal. That's not happening. Shane McClanahan. Is not going to sign a long term deal with the Rays. I do not see that happening whatsoever. This is really,
0: even it. though he is a Cape Coral native and a USF product,
1: a hundred percent. No, I would be more than shocked if he were to sign a long term deal with the Rays. I think he's going to bet on himself each and every year. I think a lot of pitchers are going to be doing just that when they know that Noah Syndergaard uh, just got over $20 million after not having pitched for almost two years. That's like, a
0: very good point.
1: Yes. I, I, I it- think all pitchers saw that deal and saw, hmm, I can just, <laughs> I, I, why am I going to just get paid less than what I can get? And parentheses. Tyler Glass now also knows about the Syndergaard deal people. But anyway, uh, having said that, the David, the David Price model is no long-term deal with the Rays. That's not going to happen with Shane. And also, the Rays are going to hold on to him as long as after the first year of arbitration. And that would be 2025. So that's why I'm saying the three full years uh, after this year, 23, 24, and 25 have three full seasons if you buy it right now mia for your son you'd get four seasons out of it out of that jersey but i i see the race after the 2025 season he has now hopefully become the ace of uh of, or one of the aces rather yeah. of mlb and he's just going to just bring a buttload of, of really good players in, in in an eventual trade but i think yeah after the 2025 season that mcclanahan jersey might not be as relevant as it is today
0: So if the Rays today said, Shane Mack, we're going to offer you the same deal that we offered Blake Snell a couple years ago, five years, 50 mil, guaranteed, he says no?
1: I think he says no. I think he says no. But even if he were to say yes, (laughs) did that long-term deal stop the Rays from trading Blake Snell? No, it did not. So even if he were to sign that on the contrary, now he would be even more of a trade bait for any other teams, knowing that they have a controllable price tag on a
0: very good young lefty starter. So that's why I think that it's when it's been a while, isn't Blake Snell, the last pitcher that the Rays have locked up to a long-term yeah, contract extension.
1: Yeah, he has. And, and I understand I that, not. but it, it, you know, you know, but the other side has to agree to it too. And Shane McClanahan, I I don't know you, you
0: a guy that right now is making what six seven hundred thousand dollars, and you're going to put fifty million dollars guaranteed in front of him. No matter what, your arm blows out, you're still going to get paid. And that's the thing that we. I get your point about Noah Syndergaard getting as much as he got and what some other guys are getting after, like, how did this pitcher get $12 million in free agency? But on the flip side, I also look at Shane McClanahan probably looking around the clubhouse and saying, "Glass now's on the mend. Anderson, Torino, Speaks, McKay, Kittredge, Pochet, Kluber. It, it, things can happen as a pitcher, very quickly. And you might not, is Nick Anderson ever going to cash in on that window? He had no, I, he might not. I would think that if, if Shane McClanahan is offered, you know, between five years, 50, 60, $70 million, I would find it really, really hard for him to say, no, never say no to your first millions. And again, say, say it is a five-year deal, six-year okay. deal. He, he could still hit free agency, as a thirty-year-old, right, he he could still cash in multiple, more multiple more times.
1: Sure, sure he would. But I, again, I I I I think that the personality also has a lot to do with it. And we talk about Shane being a a, a bulldog on the mound and yeah. and being a fierce competitor. Like that's those two words get thrown around to describe Shane McClanahan by everybody in that clubhouse. Oh, he's a fierce competitor. Here's a fierce competitor. Like that also tells me that he would be a fierce negotiator too. And I just, I just don't think that in his personality, in his DNA, he would, he would turn in the fork road of fiscally, fiscally conservative or like betting on myself. I think he would not choose the 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 millions just because they would be his safe option. I don't think Shane McClanahan is that guy. I think he's I, more of a. Yeah. I'm going to bet a hundred percent on me. Didn't he get one of the biggest signing bonuses for a guy that low in the in the competitive uh, round? Yeah, pick? but it's
0: still it, it was still probably only like two three million dollars.
1: Right, right. But like in comparison of his thing, he wanted the the most. Right. You know. So I just think that that personality trade would lean towards I'm betting on myself. I'm going year by year and you're going to pay me what I'm worth and I am not going to accept accept any anything less than that. Now I think the Rays should try to yeah. get him to sign it, but I just don't think on his side he would say yes.
0: Well how weird would it be is if the Rays approach him, he says no, and then the Rays take basically that same offer, maybe tweak it a little bit and say all right, you're not going to take it. Here you go Shane Boss. We'll give it to another Shane. Yeah, huh? Then Shane yeah. McClinahan probably is feeling some type of way.
1: And right? that's why then you would probably trade him soon after that, yeah. right? You don't want to have bad blood in the in the clubhouse. But, uh, but again, I don't think you would. Maybe he would be a little bit like ticked, but that's his decision to make. Just like it would it would be Shane Boss's to say yes to that deal or not. I would think Shane Boss would say yes to that deal because of the longevity in MLB. So I think Shane Boss would be, yes, let me just focus on pitching. I just got hurt. Now I've got my million set. Now, like the Wander Franco thing, like I can now just play ball. Shane McClanahan has been playing ball in MLB, has turned a pretty impressive first, well, second uh, uh, year campaign so far. I, I just, I don't think this guy is not going to bet on himself.
0: I just find it so hard to believe that you put just like, I mean, it's a much different amount, 180 plus million dollars for Wander compared to 50, 60, 70 for Shane McClanahan. But you, you put that type of coin in front of somebody and for them to scoff at that is kind of insane to me. Yeah. Consider this too. Like he would have basically, I don't know what say Charlie Morton has made in his career, but with one fell swoop, Shane McClanahan could basically equal Charlie Morton's career earnings, guaranteed. Yeah. yeah,
1: but again, if it was a if it was just an automatic saying yes to team friendly deals, a lot of a lot more ball players w- would say yes to them, and yet we don't see that. We see yeah. guys betting on themselves, and I do think that Shane McClanahan's personality DNA do fall into the other bucket of I'll. Thanks, but no
0: thanks. I'll go year by year. Wow! Because yeah. Blake Snell accepted that deal after he won the Cy Young, correct? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <sighs> Quick question: Does Shane McClanahan have a better career than Blake Snell when all said and done?
1: Who will have well, the higher I, career war? I'd have to say no, because <laughs> Shane McClanahan has not has not won a Cy Young. Yeah, so, but I
0: feel I, like uh, Blake Snell could have a he could have a very downslopy career. It's already he could, looking that way.
1: He could, yeah. but I would need to see a little bit more of Shane McClanahan to say, yeah, you're going to have a better career than a guy who won a Cy Young. Like Shane McClanahan could never win a Cy Young. Like that's a possibility. Like you yeah. said, he could get hurt tomorrow. Hopefully not. Bang on that wood. Yeah. But yeah, once you've won the Cy Young, you're going to have you're going
0: to have to show me a little bit more from Shane McClanahan. Maybe Shane McClanahan uh, McClanahan needs an endorsement from Built Bar. Maybe that will prevent him from signing or needing to sign a long-term deal with the Rays.
1: I don't see why not, because you know what? It's getting better and better at Built.com. Dude, they have, you know I love brownies. I, Uh I just, I can eat them so easily. They just go down so easy to me. So why not have Built Bars that taste like brownie batter? I mean, this is just uh, t- delicious. It, it it melts in your mouth. The puffs with the brownie batter are my now new time favorite. I cannot get enough of them. And you know why I can't get enough of them? Because they're delicious and healthy too. They are delicious because they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And they're healthy too. They're 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 7 grams sugar, the brownie batter puffs. So you have to try them Today, you got to go to built.com. And when you go to built.com, guess what? We have a promo code that's going to save you 15%. And that's when you use LOCKED15. Because when you use LOCKED15, you're going to get 15% off your order at built.com. So today, you do not want to delay. Go to built.com. Choose your favorite uh, flavors. Mine, brownie butter puffs. You should try them too. Use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off I built dot
0: com. All right. Uh this next question from Zach Ainsworth. He says, since it is now the one-year anniversary of the raised trading Willie Adamas for Drew Rasmussen and JP Fireizen, who do you think won the trade 365 days later? Thanks, guys. Good question. Happy anniversary, people. It's yeah. it's uh it's been a minute. Let's uh, remember too yeah. that after that trade, the Rays didn't immediately call up Wander. They called up Taylor Walls, and then it took another month or so before they called up Wander.
1: Yeah, yeah, it took a little bit of time, but you know, uh, you were there um, with me when we were talking to a front office member and uh, of a of a MLB team, and he said which we thought it was completely wrong that most trades end end up in win-win scenarios. We both scoffed at that comment, uh, because we've seen a lot of baseball and that's never the the case. This is actually one of the rare ones where I think it's a win-win case. Both teams actually got better by making this trade. Uh, the 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 brewers needed some offense needed some clubhouse atmosphere to to improve and they got exactly that with willie adamas i mean willie adamas was was terrific and actually i looked at the numbers 134 games uh with uh wearing a a brewer's brewers jersey adamas dude 265 average a 130 ops plus a slugging of 505 on base 349 29 home runs this guy, we knew that his talent was there. It was never going to happen at the drop. So yeah. when you look at the other way, Drew Rasmussen, now you just got yourself a starter who has a under two fifty ERA. That's amazing. Who is developing another pitch? Who has solidified that rotation with injuries coming off? And then JP Fireisen in nineteen innings and allowed an actually earned run. Yeah, You solidify that bullpen. I, I just feel like this was a perfect win-win scenario for both clubs.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, if we're to answer Zach's question, who do you think at the end of the day won the trade? I would probably have to go with Tampa Bay. Really? Just because of how much of a need for pitching they needed and need right now, and how well JP and Drew are doing. Like in totality, JP Fireizen has a one six four ERA in fifty five innings since the trade. Drew Rasmussen has a two four o ERA in ninety seven and two thirds innings since the trade. The Rays also, in trading Willie Adamas, made room for Wander Franco, Taylor Walls, Budel Bruhan. And the list goes on and on. He was never going to, like you said, Ulysses, hit at the top. In fact, I'm almost, you know, looking back in hindsight, almost a little bit surprised that the Rays got as much as they got for him because Adamus was struggling big time at the time of that trade. But um, so I would say I would lean towards the Rays in, in winning that deal. But again, it's, it's worked out tremendously for both sides and the Brewers, you can say, well, if there's a team that can afford to get rid of pitching, it's the Brewers because they have a guy named Corbin Burns. They have a guy named Brandon Woodruff. They have a guy named Freddie Peralta. They've got relievers named Josh Hader and Devin Williams. And there's other guys on the come up as well. So they had the ability to part with those guys. So You know, I think this is, it's kind of a fun thing to see that this was a true baseball trade and it it totally worked out for both sides. I wonder if there wasn't a trade, what the Rays would have been able to do with Willie Adamas. Do they do the old Derek Jeter, A-Rod situation where you move Willie Adamas to third and you put Wander at short? Can Willie make the throws from third? He still has the issue of, not being able to hit at the drop, whether that's a mental thing, a visual thing, a physical thing, uh, that brings a whole bunch of other issues. Not to mention, yes, Willie Domus, who I think just got hurt, or is he, he, he's been hurt for the last little bit. Uh, he's been tremendous with the Brewers, but we also know that, numbers aside, if we're looking at OPS+, homers, everything, he is a pull-heavy hitter. And he is a strikeout heavy hitter, and you can mitigate that in some ways. Uh, opposing teams can mitigate that in some ways.
1: I would, I, I would have to lean the Brewers. I, 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 I <laughs> think the the because what he did with with on and off the field, it showed tremendously on the record. Right. Like ever since he joined the 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 Brewers, they went seventy four and forty four. That is that that's absolute bonkers and i understand the 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 effect that fireizen and rasmussen have had on the race but when you're talking about a guy who after seven weeks of the 2021 season in another team then comes to a new league and then is talked about as one of the nl mvp contenders uh, right you'd never heard anything about fire Eisen being one of the top relievers you never heard of Rasmussen um you know being one of the the, the top new pitching
0: well I, I'm uh, hearing starters. some talk that Shane McClanahan and drew Rasmussen might be the best one-two combination in the al I don't think that's true necessarily but I just wonder where the Rays would be getting their innings if not for those guys, oh, it Worked out uh, for
1: the Rays, too, just because we lean towards one way or the other. You were saying the Rays won the trade or at least leaning towards winning the trade. That doesn't mean it was a bad trade for the Brewers. And I'm not saying the opposite. Uh, I I feel like when you get a caliber type of, of NL MVP contender in any year, that's a W. And also, it solidified that Urias could move from shortstop to third base. He started playing so much better by not having that spotlight on him defensively speaking on the shortstop. He actually improved the 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 Brewers' defense in two positions by putting Adamas at short and Urias at third. Uh, so I think it it, it was overall yeah. a win win. Zachary, I I would I would lean towards the Brewers. Just, just because of of what he meant uh, and is meaning to to that team, right now. But again, win win scenario.
0: It's it's nice to see that too, as opposed yeah. to the old salary dump that we've seen time and time and time again. Yeah. So, and and I hope this you know leads to more deals, whether it's with the Rays or otherwise, where teams aren't afraid. Hey, we have a need. You have a need. We can work something out. Let's make a deal. And yeah. that, that's fun for baseball, seeing because I remember the hep what? The Razor trading Willie Adamas in May?
1: With MLB like, ready players too, Kev. I know Rasmussen yeah. was okay, was sent to AAA for a little bit, but like he was ready. They just you know, they right. didn't have the spots right there. But it was nice to see a baseball trade not only turn out to be a win win scenario, but with MLB ready caliber players from both sides and then just switching uniforms. That's nice to see. And I think baseball needs a little bit more of that.
0: Yes. Uh, what's also nice to see is that our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source. For all your betting needs and sports info, you can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline, it is your continued source for all your sport wagering info from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the Trends. And action. Bet online, it is where the game starts. All right, uh, Ulysses, the final question that we'll get to today. Uh, This is from Darren Hybert, and this is a very lengthy email. So I'm going to give the listeners out there the TLDR version. Uh, He suggests or puts out the question should Wander Franco? be put on the IL given his recent offensive struggles and talk about the right quad strain that he's been dealing with.
1: This wonder story has been developing slowly, little by little, leak by leak, quote by quote, and it's making me want to grab my aluminum foil uh, conspiracy theory hat and put it real tight and ask the question, what the bleep is going on? Okay Because for honestly, this, if the latest on this Wonder saga has been, "Oh, it's the turf. Well, if that was the, the big reason why he's been hurting, why not say that two weeks ago? Because if we remember, this all started, uh, with oh, we don't want him to hustle on on certain plays that you know they're, that are going to be routine because we want him to be healthy and keep him on the field. And now we're now we're listening to every part of his legs are on fire. Everything hurts from the hips down, and it's because of the turf. It, is there a channel of transparency right now between the front office, the the managerial staff, and Wander? Because if there is, then why isn't that being communicated to the fans and to the public?
0: So I, where are you getting at with the Wander story? Do you believe there's a rift between Franco and the coaching staff and front office staff of they think he needs to rest, but he wants to play, vice versa? Do I you know don't is? know what it is
1: but I think there is something because then again, like it has been developing little by little to this. Every part of his legs hurts because of the turf. Why didn't you say that two weeks ago when you started saying, Oh, we just don't want him to hustle uh, on, on routine plays. Like, no it was because of the turf and because every part of his legs hurt so why not come out and say that my issue is it's just been little by little different quotes different diff, um scenarios on on what is actually happening and i don't like that it 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 kind of smells like something is afoot something is not really being told, I mean, are there, we all know that the race front office is very, very smart. Might be the yeah. smartest one in MLB. Why are, not, why, why are they not coming up with a plan like the Twins have with Byron Buxton, who also signed a mega deal uh, with that franchise where they have a talk with Byron. We want you on the field. Our plan for resting you would be playing you a few games, resting you every three. Something like that. Why hasn't that been done with Wander? It, it, it's, it's like little by little, like, oh, just don't run uh, on, on routine ground balls. Oh, uh, day off because uh, of the quad. Ooh, uh, don't slide at home because uh, he's feeling this way. I, it smells wrong.
0: Do you think it's a possibility of they want him to DH multiple times a week and he doesn't want to do that? If he's playing, he wants to play. He wants to be at short for all nine innings. He doesn't want to be taken out of the game, even if he's hurting a little bit or he's not admitting how hurt he is because he is, um, I mean, you look at the numbers as of this recording, Last 15 games, he's got a 193 average, a 211 slug. Yeah. Last 30 games, 225 average, 375 slug. More recently, last seven games, 083 average, 083 slug. Now, I will say he is getting babbipped quite a bit, but maybe some of that also is you look at some of his he's swinging at things he normally wouldn't be swinging at, and he's You know, some weak grounders or some weak pop-outs. It's not the vintage, wow, that was a hard-hit line-out to center field. That pinch hit
1: at bat in Baltimore spoke volumes to me. And by the way, we are recording this on on Tuesday, so he he must have been playing uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday. But uh, yeah, the swings were completely non-Wander Franco. Um, like, like Grant said on, uh, on, on our interview, uh, this week, he went five weeks without swinging and missing. That's the kind of caliber I, I, I you know, plate discipline that Wander has. And that at that particularly did not look like that. I think he is hurting. I think the numbers are saying that something is wrong. What my issue with it is. If it's just the turf, and by the way, that means that we no longer uh, can hear you poking fun at Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge on the turf if a 21-year-old is having turf problems, by the way, he's
0: my My theory is if the turf is that big of an issue, the Rays better be ripping up that turf or better be building a new stadium yesterday for Wander Franco. $182
1: Hundred eighty two million dollars, and the and the guy is saying, "My legs are every part." This is the quote, folks. Every part of my legs uh, of his hers of his legs are hurting. Uh, yeah. maybe we need to hear about Ebor Stadium stats and how it's going to be grass, and how your investment is not going to be hurting after right. how many games has he played at the drop, man? Not even one hundred.
0: I know. That's the other thing too. Is maybe. That's that's a problem because and and maybe some of it also has to do with he is a young player so really uh, getting into the mood of changing your your diet your nutrition making sure you're drinking enough water making sure that okay it's not just about um, throwing weight around you got to have more stretching and resistance and band exercises more of the you know, the, the millennial Pilates yoga type of a deal, as opposed to, I'm going to try to bench 350 pounds. I think yeah. there's probably some of that too, that is, you know, the front office and, uh, the training staff tries to get to Franco and other players, but, um, yeah, do you see this Can there as... not be another type of artificial turf? That's not as hard on the knees. Like, come on, we're what? in 2022. They also said that. Um,
1: it, it, well, he he hasn't gotten accustomed to it. or I think Wander said I haven't really gotten uh, used to it, but uh, but I'm going to try. But like, Carl Crawford did not get used to it. And on the contrary, his yeah. knees deteriorated after ten day ten years of playing there. If he's already right. feeling this after less than one hundred games, this is a this is a warning flag. This is something to be worried about. I think and. and and, and yeah. how do you see it? Are you seeing it as the quotes are completely okay and, 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 and the leak little by li- little has been standard, BAU, business as usual? Or do yeah. you see it like I do where something smells off in all of these quotes and, and, and this whole two-week process of what's going on with Wander? Do you see it as there's something fishy or do you think this is completely normal?
0: Yeah, I I could see it where there's a little bit of a rift or a miscommunication where Wander doesn't want to do something or he wants to do something that the team doesn't necessarily want. Because, again, we have to consider Wander loves ball. He wants to play, and he wants to be out there all nine innings. He doesn't want to be used as a pinch hitter or a DH. He doesn't want to be taken out in the eighth inning or the seventh inning for Taylor Walls. Um, And to be dealing with issues this early in the season in this young in his career is a little bit concerning. But I don't I guess if there was a guy as young as he is that would be prone to injury, I guess I could see it for Wander considering he does play a premium position where you have to move around a lot and make you're you're in on a lot of plays. He's batting at the top of the order. He's making contact with damn near everything. So he's having to run to first base more than everybody else. So I feel like that adds up over time as opposed to, okay, you have a guy that uh, plays right field and bats eighth in the order. Uh-huh. No, or first no. base and bats eight, eight seven in the order.
1: 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, no, look, it just smells a little bit off. It doesn't, It to me, and i think to you with what you just said it doesn't smell like everything is 100% um okay in that relationship that doesn't mean that it's a horrible relationship and yeah. they don't even no no that's not what we're saying but i'm but i am saying there's something afoot there's just it doesn't smell right and maybe it just could be that they're not saying everything to the fandom and 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 that's it yeah. it's just Look how it has evolved. If you can look it up on on Topkin's articles, the quotes have evolved little by little into what it is now. And it just doesn't, it doesn't smell good.
0: So like uh, politician's trying to come up with a new excuse every time something's wrong. Yeah. A hundred percent.
1: It does. It's, it smells like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Heard that before. Um, (laughs) yeah, it is interesting. Uh, something to monitor for sure uh and hopefully hopefully he's not on the IL by the time we're uh, yeah. releasing this episode so yeah. question does wander on wood. despite all this will he finish the year with a batting average
1: above 300 i think so i think so hope i mean depending on if he does have to go on the IL or not but uh, hopefully not but yeah, we'll we'll see, man. Uh, I'll, I'll be rooting, obviously, for him and, and rooting for us to be right on that
0: prop bed. That's for sure. Could you imagine that lineup without Brandon Lau and without Wander Franco? I mean, the, the offense is at uh, average, below average already.
1: Thin. Stretched thin, my friend. Yeah. That's a good way to yeah. put it.
0: All right. Uh, thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Again, if you want to advertise with us or be a sponsor or have us come broadcast live from your business, we'll do that. raise at gmail.com. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you next week.